1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. In a relationship, never underestimate the power of date night, especially when it means sharing a movie at Marcus Theaters. Get tickets now at MarcusTheaters.com. Time to talk music news with our music expert. We don't sit and chat about it ourselves. We're not experts. We bring in an expert to laugh at our silly thoughts. That would just be like putting an outboard in a toilet. It would be. (laughs) Not going anywhere. (laughs) Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. Fair warning. I am in South by Southwest voice. You are. Oh, okay. What were you screaming about? (laughs) No, I think it's it's like seasonal change. This this hits me every now and then. Allergies? Plus, we were doing, yeah, we were doing yard work. Um, you know, picking up leaves. Oh, and all that I, stuff, no, so. now I feel guilty. I haven't so, done anything in my yard yet. No, Nothing. You know, as long as I'm sounding like this, I'll be up there later today to do it for you. Maybe today. Maybe today I'll get out there and get some done. So my neighbor makes you, makes you feel like it's spring. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were like freezing through uh, tons of snow last well, that's time. What, we that's came. what's going on here. Is we did have we we went from cold to from you know winter to spring. And then cooled off again. So I think that's what kind of kind of gets you. Same thing right. here, right? We had all that go on this week. Hey, the big news this week is Britney's on the nest. Yes, <laughs> yes, she is going to have you know child number three, and she waited until the other two were teenagers so that she has babysitters. Well, yes, right. they're not going to babysit. They're those dudes don't want to babysit. Older <laughs> sisters maybe would want to babysit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. You know, if you, if you throw the right money at him, I think anybody wants to babysit. <laughs> but, yeah, Britney Spears and Sam, as Gary announced, they're expecting their first child together. Um, I believe they said October is is the due date. Sam went out and said, yeah, we should have been able to do this uh, three years ago. You know, we love each other. This is We wanted to start a family, yada, yada, yada. So she's saying, yeah, I'm not going to be doing much. I'm going to be doing yoga every day. But she does have things planned. She had said we talked about it last week. She was gonna, she was going to write. She is going to write a memoir that I assume will scorch the earth. Now she's also talking about hosting a new podcast soon. She hasn't said when, but she wants to talk about her thoughts and feelings. Is she going to hire somebody to be the host of her podcast? Or oh no, she, I think it'll be she, Brittany. She might have a co-host. Gonna... She'll certainly have a producer. Okay, I hope. Well, I, just I will you... bet. She gets more content out more quickly than uh, Harry and Meghan. Harry and Meghan, no yeah. doubt. Oh yeah. yeah, no, she's 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 good at the content thing. But oh, we, she we, can't we wait. See, she's going to talk a blue streak, Jack. We see, <laughs> we see lots of Britney. Britney taking a breath is reason for content. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's what's going on with Britney. Meanwhile, the Cyruses. Yeah, this is a. Uh, this is a drama. I guess I didn't realize it was as much of a drama because it just happens uh, fairly often. But Tish Cyrus, um, wife of Billy Ray, mother of uh, mother of uh, you know all the all the various Cyrus kids, Miley, Miley, Miley Noah, um, whoever the son's name is. Anyway, she's filed for divorce from Billy Ray for irreconcilable differences. Now, before we get too worked up about this, remember it is the third time. That she's done this, and each of the other two times she's backed off it. So we'll see what happens. So she says, uh, like beginning back in 2010, right? 2010 and then 2013, and called both of those off. Uh, reports are saying they haven't lived together in two years, but I don't know. You know, she um she's filed all three times. I thought Billy Ray had one in there. I thought this was the rubber match, and she got two out of three. Right, Billy <laughs> Ray filed in 2010. Okay, 
and then and then Tish filed in 2013, and now Tish is filing in 2022. So it's kind of you know it's kind of like you two putting out albums. You know, you put a few years in between them. <laughs> right to really get the creative juices flowing. <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, you said before you get too worked up, and let me just for the record point out, my level of worked up was at zero about the Cyrus. I think (laughs) think it's just just kind of interesting that this has happened as often as it has. (laughs) Well, I thought it was cute that you thought we may be a little, what? (laughs) Yeah, so we'll see what happens. We'll stay on top of that and see if if this one disappears yet again. What's your your Van Halen story? So this was interesting. Um, Jason Newstead former bassist of Metallica. He was the bassist in Metallica's early years. Um, he, he did an interview this week where he said that last year, late last year, 2021, Alex Van Halen contacted him about reforming Van Halen. It was going to be him, Alex, Jason Newstead on bass, Joe Satriani on guitar. No word on who the singer was going to be. or what, it, it, it wound up not, kind of fizzling out, according to Newstead. But he said you know, he was kind of skeptical about it. He was willing to go to California to jam with these guys because it could be fun, but he was skeptical about how you can do a new Van Halen. If you were going to even mm-hmm. go out and tour and be Van Halen with Alex still in the band, really the only original the member, only member, yeah. Um, wouldn't you need Eddie's guitars to get that sound? Um, well, you could you could do all sorts of things with the rig, with the guitar rig, with the amplifiers and the effects and everything else. How would a Van Halen a really deeply 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 rooted van halen fan feel about that they would reject it yeah i mean and i and i think ultimately that's probably why it fizzled out as somebody said and maybe it was even wolfgang stepping up and saying listen i i am the i am my dad's estate now no not gonna happen wrong and uh, yeah and it shouldn't it should it would be a disaster form another band you know do a chicken foot yeah Oh, speaking of speaking of uh, bands and getting together, um, do we have any idea why Deacon Fry uh, was one not didn't start on the tour and said it was for medical reasons, and then he just said, "Well, I'm going to go do my solo stuff now." Eh, no. I, yeah. for, at first, I thought was he in a car accident, and then I thought, right. is he in yeah, rehab? Nobody, nobody knew what you know what nobody knows what the real story is if there's a real story. At the moment, we just have to take them at face value. That he, he felt that after five years, you know, four years really of being part of the Eagles, it, it was time to rededicate himself to being Deacon Fry and not be caught in his father's shadow all the time. That's pretty good self-awareness if that's if the that's story. True. If that's yeah. true. Yeah. Now, who knows? You know, the Eagles being the Eagles, excuse me, Eagles being Eagles because they're not the Eagles. They're Eagles. Right. Um, you know, Eagles being Eagles, it could be anything. You know, it could be. It could and may very well be have to do with the finances of the band, you know, what the fry what the fry estate is entitled to. It, it could be anything. All right. <laughs> yeah. So we may never know. We'll we have may, to wait. We may we may never. We, or, we may have to wait for the next uh, four hour documentary. Or we may we may have to wait till Deacon decides to put something out and then it's in his best interest to share the story. Sure, he could put it in a song. Exactly. He could put it in a song or talk about it, you know, when because he's still going to be when he puts his album, whatever he, music he puts out, he's still putting it out as Deacon Fry. You so, know, he still has to establish himself as an artist. So it may be in his best interest to, you know, to spill the beans at that point, but not now. So what do you want your surgeon listening to when he's operating on you? Apparently, ACDC. 
Is that right? This, this is a great this is a great story. So there there was a study. I'm going to get you the exact name of it here. Uh, there was a study called the effect of genre and amplitude of music during lat- lat- laparoscopic surgery. Um, this was done in Germany, and and it it basically concluded that listening to that the surgeons who listen to hard rock, high volume, fast music are more precise and more accurate and faster in their <laughs> in their surgeries than if you listen to like the Beatles. Really, or, me- or mellow music or classical music. I don't know if this applies to something like Wagner in the classical realm, but so who'd have, who'd have thunk, huh? Nah, right. I was so talking to gives you something to ask before you go under the knife next time. <laughs> gives you something to ask your surgeon. I made you a mixtape. I think this will really do it for you. You could bring your own in. Yeah, you could bring your you bring your own music. You'd in. be the last person to get to pick, pick the music. You're out cold, hopefully, right? Right, but you yeah. still want you still want your surgeon, you know, working to the right music. Right, do this rhythmically. And you know, you have these you have you have these visions of like I don't know on the Good Doctor or Chicago, you know, medicine or whatever that show is. You know, you see all these doctors kind of you know head <laughs> head banging while they're doing these surgeries. Doogie Hauser, maybe uh, I don't know. Be, I don't know about Doogie. I think he he impresses me as more of a Christopher Cross kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sailing. I just texted one of my doctors and asked him, "What do you listen to during surgery?" I'll let you know if he gets back yeah, to us be before we're done here. Interesting to hear what he, what he does. Yeah, and I think not all doctors listen to music, but you know, you you used to sing, especially and it's TV, so you take that. You think you'd be able to concentrate if you were listening to a podcast where you know you have to pay attention to yeah. what's said? So I what think it'd be hard. Saying, yeah, that's probably not what you want. So I'm not sure that I'd want that. Ed Sheeran is not going to leave anything to chance anymore and dragged back into court. He is recording, videotaping his writing sessions. Every session, he he says now, he was so scarred by the recent plagiarism lawsuit over Shape of You. He says, I am going to film and record everything so that we have a document of the conception of a song and, and we can prove that. You know, we did not plagiarize anything. And it might be fun to watch if you put that into a make document. It, make it a, yeah, right. make it a, a YouTube series. A something. companion piece to whatever you release, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, that yeah, that would be nice to see him do that. But he was uh, he was pretty scarred by that suit. What's this new David Bowie film that's coming out? Is this? This is the, uh, this is the first official David Bowie documentary. It's called Moon Age Daydream. It is authorized by the estate, the family. Manage, management. It is going to be. Uh, it's going to be an official selection of the Cannes Film Festival in May, and then 2023. It's going to be in theaters and on HBO Max. And uh, it's the guy who uh, Brett Morgan, who directed uh, Montage of Heck, the Kurt Cobain documentary. He's the director of this, and he had unlimited access to everything. So they describe it as a documentary, a concert film. And uh, it's going it's, it's going to be the most authoritative uh, David Bowie film work yet. What do we mean by concert film? I mean, are we gonna are we concert gonna follow him around day to day rehearsals, all that stuff? They haven't said exactly what it's going to be, so I, I suspect that the the live footage is in some way going to frame the narrative. But we'll know we'll know in, a, in about a month when it when it shows at con. I guess I'd like to see something like uh, what Genesis did. What's it called? One in Paris. Oh, yeah, that was a fun one. Where you and got the time of them getting back together after years. 
I mean, it's all, it's like videotape all of it to their first rehearsals to right up to the first show. And then there's the disc with the show in Paris. Right. Yeah. No, that was, that was a fun one. There's also a John Lennon authorized uh, biopic coming out. Um, this one's being written by the same guy who wrote Bohemian Rhapsody. And it has, it has the full buy-in of Yoko and Sean and Julian Lennon. Uh, Apple Corps is on board. So it says it's going to use mostly John Solo songs. But it also have what they call five key Beatles songs. They haven't said what those five are. Any uh, idea who's going to be John Lennon? Point? They haven't. They haven't said that yet. Okay. I'm trying to think who would be Christian Bale. He's you know, a good actor. Any, any number of uh, you know really really good actors who <laughs> might be able to do it. Hell, you know Julian still looks so much like his dad. You could. He's not an there. actor though. I don't want to see him playing his dad. That's true. He's That'd not be an his... actor, and he he would not do it anyway. <laughs> Be as bad as Deacon Fry playing his dad in the Eagles story. <laughs> it's one of those. Can we not? Yeah, yeah. No, and I don't. I honestly don't think you need to worry about that. You're more likely to see Julian behind the camera because he has been a documentary director. So we're adding more songs to the Library of Congress. We are, and it's always fun when they do it. Uh, a couple of the ones that I think we're happy to hear: "Journey," "Don't Stop Believing," uh, "Queen," "Bohemian Rhapsody." Uh, is being added. Uh, you've got the Buena Vista Social Club album, um, Bonnie Raitt's Nick of Time albums, one of uh, Linda Ronstadt's Spanish album is being added. So, you know, a good group of Four Tops. Reach out. I'll be there. Is it at Andy Williams' Moon River? What's the criteria oh, really? to getting into that? Uh, a bunch of people sitting in a room saying, hey, let's put these 25 in. Hmm, 25. That seems yeah, kind of light. 20, but... They do 25 every year. All right. Oh, boy. That's Here we cool. go. I just heard back from one of my doctor friends. Okay. I asked him, what do you listen to during surgery? He said, either 80s on 8 because it's generally happy music. Oh, wow. 90s gets too angry. Is that true? Do the 90s get angry? I mean, there, there was some happy music in the 90s, but, yeah, I don't know that I want my doctor uh, listening to Nirvana and Soundgarden. <laughs> he says, or else I'll listen to you guys. There. Oh, man. You guys are a good morning start. <laughs> Well, what a nice thing! What a nice thing to say. It is. I'm just worried how many people have a. It also it also makes you entirely li- it also makes you entirely liable. Yes, yeah. this show. Yeah, yeah. Yes. How many but... bad hearts are out there? Crooked scars. Well, the crooked scar thing would 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 work. <laughs> I mean, that would be something you could be proud of. All right. Oh. So, so who's going to the Library of Congress? You got Journey. You got uh, Journey, you got Queen, Journey, Queen, Bonnie Raitt, Wu Tang Clan, Alicia Keys, Linda Ronstadt, uh, Four Tops, or. Are some of them uh, Soul Stirrers, Ernest Tubb, Franklin, Franklin uh, D. Roosevelt's complete speeches are part of it because it's for recordings. Uh, the call of Hank of Hank Aaron's 715th home run is going in this year. That's a cool thing. I mean, if you ever wanted to have a uh, a good time, you know, just listening to stuff, hit the Library of Congress. You said Ernest Tubb is going in. Yeah. Um, we're putting him in the Library of Congress, but we're closing his record store in Nashville. Yeah, which is a shame. That is an somebody, abs- that's somebody, a that's a crime. Yeah, somebody should should be able to save that. But you know what can you do? It's the economy. What are we gonna? What band is gonna put their restaurant in there now? Because it's all just a <laughs> band name on a restaurant. Exactly. So you know, and maybe they'll keep the name. You know, maybe. Maybe somebody will use the property, but somehow incorporate the name. Ernest Tubb Flapjacks. There you go. No, <laughs> Ernest Tubb and Grub. 
Okay. Let's get, on, your bell. Let's get, on, let's get <laughs> on the phone when I'm done. And make Good night, everybody. Yeah, no kidding. All right. It's up to you to share uh, to share that. Uh, what else do we have going on, Gary? What else is what else is good? Let's see. Uh, we'll go. Ozzy Osbourne is wrapped production on his next album. It's going to be another star-studded affair. Uh, Eric Clapton's going to be on it. Some of the guys from Pearl Jam, um, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The guy who's not on it though, uh, Jimmy Page turned him down. Uh, apparently, you know, and, and Jimmy explained it that. You know, especially because Ozzy's album was being produced mostly in, you know, lockdown protocols. And Jimmy just said, you know, I'm not the kind of guy who wants to record something and send it off by the overnet. I want to be in a room and, with players. So he likes to go do it old school where you sit he around for, for so weeks on end. So either, either he's a purist or he just doesn't like Ozzy and doesn't want to say it. Okay. It, so that, no it, it's his choice, right? Oh, yeah. Without, yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, no release date, no title for that yet. Other big news story from the week was this surprising report. Actually, not long after we uh, we got off the air last week, uh, Rolling Stone magazine reported that Dead & Company's upcoming summer tour was going to be the band's last. But they had all these unnamed sources that told told them, you know, the band was going to do this tour and pack it in. Uh, they, they reacted immediately. Bob Weir tweeted, huh, news to me. And Bill Kreutzman, the drummer, tweeted back, uh, you know, I, I thought you knew something, but I didn't. Um, and then they issued an official statement saying they've made no official decision as to this being their final tour. So uh, Earlier today we found out that uh, that Tom Brady final touchdown football that turned out not to be the final football uh-huh. touchdown football uh, that went for over $500,000. Apparently it's worth 50000 and the guy who bought it's off the hook, blah, blah, blah. But you got a Kurt Cobain guitar here. Right, yeah, this is the uh, one of his uh, very famous guitars is going up for for auction. It's um, get you the exact specs here in a in a second, but and then I know you guys are are getting the holiday gifts together even you know even earlier this year, but it's um, but it's a guitar, blue guitar that he played in the Smells Like Teen Spirit video. Uh, it'll be at the Fender Mustang and Julian's Auctions is auctioning it off uh, in Lake Placid. Who owns it's, it at the moment? A private owner. Okay, so it's not his estate that's putting not his estate or anything. No, it's expected to fetch between six hundred and eight hundred thousand dollars. How did this guy come to have it? Because it had to, at some point, his family had to say, "Yeah, auction it off," right? Yeah, and it might not. It, well, not necessarily. Um, you know, they, a lot of these uh, musicians, you know, with their guitars and other instruments, you know, they'll give them away for whatever reason, or they'll trade them in, sell them as used. And, uh, you know, they, they people, or sometimes they're stolen. Um, uh, I've, never heard, I've never heard about this one being stolen. But yeah, left-handed, 1969 Fender Mustang. So uh, it's being auctioned off May 20th, 22nd. It's expected to bring, what, over $800,000? Well, over $600,000, 600000 800000 Okay. I will, accept, I will accept that as a gift in lieu of Ernest Tubbs' <laughs> record shop. <laughs> Ernest Tubb. And grub. grub. Yeah. There yeah. That is. I think we got something. I, oh, absolutely. Or Ernest Tub and Grub Pub. Boy, you could just go on and on. Exactly. Really, if they don't put that name, I'm mad that it's not going to be a record store anymore, but what am I going to do about it? I never went there. Oh, oh really? Yeah, Why didn't you go if you so loved your, it so, so much? It's your fault. If you had bought a couple records, right. you'd be able to stay open. So, all right, Gary, we're out of time. All right. Have a great holiday weekend. All right. Get some more yard work done. 
Um, yeah, so like I say, as long as I sound like this, I may as well let the bill uh, do and the Paul and Paul and just eat me alive. Sure. All right, Gary. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, you take care, Gary Graff, our music guy.